This is the podcast Find It with Kate Moorhead. This is Kate Moorhead in the podcast Find It. I want to talk to you today about gender and the Bible. I know it's a strange combination, but there are so many new learnings from science and from the experience of people that are leading us to go back to the scriptures once more with fresh eyes, to question the duality of binary gender, and to wonder if in fact there's more to it than that. Most scholars begin with the first and second chapters of Genesis when they rationalize the existence of male and female as black and white, and marriage between a man and a woman only. But it is these very scriptures that, if you go deeper, may contain more mystery than just simple male and female. In the first chapter of the book of Genesis, God creates the heavens and the earth with a beautiful, poetic, almost song or hymn. The order is the same as that of evolution, so I, as an Episcopal priest, have never struggled with the marriage of science and biblical theology. After all, what is a day in the mind of God? But the maker of all things began with water and fish, then moved to land, birds and animals, and finally, lastly, human beings, male and female, he created them. The language isn't clear if there were many or just one or two in that first creation story, perhaps many. And the language uses these two descriptions, ish and isha, male and female. Just like the creatures of the earth, which have male and female, although we've come to realize now that many of the creatures have both genders or neither or the gender roles are switched, and so creation itself is a little more complex and not black and white. Perhaps human beings, too, exist in male and female, but in many combinations. In the second chapter of Genesis, we have this earth creature. The word in Hebrew for earth is Adama, From the Adamah, God forms Adam. Because there is no neuter in the Hebrew, this Adam is masculine, but it is not a proper name for a man. Then the animals are created, and the word in Hebrew for animal means sustainer. At first, God thought that the animals would comfort and sustain this earth creature, but it was not enough. The company was not enough. And so God causes the Adam to sleep, and in sleeping, takes its side. Interestingly, patriarchal scholars always translated it as rib, but it's more accurate as side. Which side? A whole half? It's not clear. What is clear, however, is that the side becomes Isha, which is female, and what's left over, Ish, which is male. Until that time, there was no male or female. Does that mean that each time a human being is created, God takes the Adam and splits it? 
Is it always equal? Is it in different ways? Is there more male than female in some, more female than male in others? Or is it always split down the middle? It's all a mystery. It's all a mystery. However, the original thought of the maker was of this earth creature that was one, that was all gender, in one person. We know that Jesus himself treated men and women quite equally. In fact, always was upsetting the disciples and others because he would talk with women, which was not done in those days. You did not speak to anyone except your mother, your wife, or your daughter. But Jesus would have these conversations with women as if they were human. He had the longest conversation with anyone, with a woman at the well who had been married five times. Not only was she female, but she was considered low caste for her misdeeds. Jesus revealed his resurrected self to Mary Magdalene, who herself had been possessed by demons, probably homeless, outcast, female. Jesus didn't seem to see distinction between male and female, not in the ways that everyone else did in his time, and he himself shows no signs of attraction to either gender. We live in an age of awakening to gender. Many people are now telling us that they are gay or bisexual or transsexual, transgendered. All these new words are arising as we try to describe these different ways of gender, of attraction, of sexuality, it would be safer just to look back on the old ways of interpreting scripture and simply say, no, no, these people don't exist or they cannot live in monogamous and faithful relationships because it doesn't fit into my interpretation of scripture. But we know that Jesus always got very angry at the Pharisees who did that. When he came and healed people on the Sabbath, they were angry that he broke the rules and he was angry at them for worshiping the rules. Who are we to not take a person's word as truth when they say that they are different? That perhaps as the world evolves and the population booms over this planet, perhaps God is doing a new thing, returning to Adam. Perhaps gender is more than just black and white, but something more fluid, more complex. It is up to us to believe that the Holy Spirit continues us to go back and back to the scripture again and again, reinterpreting. And because it is the word of God, it will continue to speak to us in new and enlightened ways. To not believe this is to believe that the book closed at the end of Revelation and that there is no more Holy Spirit active in our lives. Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit is with us, revealing God's very self to us even to this day. I believe that we must open our hearts and minds to those who speak to us of new realities. I believe it is our very essence as creatures of God, as children of God, that demands that we always see anew look anew, embrace that which is different, try to understand. 
It is in certainty that we are condemned. It is in mystery that we are redeemed. 